the process podcast episode 281 and uh how's your day today zach watson um it's pretty good yeah Got my second shot today oh now all dope vaxxed. stuff did you fully get a double pfizer double pfizer look at you just a pure genetic specimen I, I wish i wish i could call myself that well in 100 years when five billion people have died from covid and there's only about a million and a half left on the planet everybody else died from other causes um there's only about a million and a half people left there there's going to be clans of people right Mm -hmm. we're going to standard society as we know it is going to crumble and we're going to fall into these factions based around which vax it's like a vaccination clan basically Mm. like all the double pfizers can only associate, procreate, um, oh, to keep work the, with, the bloodline with pure. to keep the bloodlines pure, which probably will eventually run into problems um, later down the line. But yeah, the but point is, like, you have to keep the bloodlines pure. Yeah, I feel like though it, like years later, when I have kids, whether or not I'd have a vaccine, would that affect your blood in any which way? I don't think so. No. Because it's not manipulating so it actually, your DNA. It wouldn't actually matter in it at all. It's just just the thought of like you are Pfizer. You know, I could see if if that many people died. I could see majority of people still living in a city. Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, like you say, if it was like went from what eight eight billion, what are we at now? Eight billion. Just we're close eight, to eight billion. Close to, close I to think eight? we're gonna hit eight billion next year. I think almost eight billion. If six billion people died we're down to two mm. i could still see the the major cities in the world still being most of the population i think a lot i think like a lot of people are always like yeah i'd love to just go out and live in the middle of nowhere but like i feel like most people don't actually want to do it yeah we were talking about that actually just before we started clans where i was like yeah i'm, I'm kind of done doing the whole right. living at home with other people type thing and you're like, oh yeah, like fair enough, because like you've been doing it longer than I have now, and because I had the stint in Barry, and then now, and then I said something. I think I was like, yeah, I, f- I feel like I could survive like 28 days without face-to-face personal interaction with another person. Yeah, I'd still be like in a house doing my thing. I'd get groceries delivered. I would do this, do that. But I could probably go almost a full month without face-to-face contact. It's probably not good for a human being to do that. No, but we're not designed to be totally no. alone, I don't think. See, I could... And that's why I was Tell like... Tell that to the female population out there. <laughs> that's always like... You see all these like survivor shows and people are like... There's one on like History Channel that would do where it's like a competition. Like a bunch of people would go out. And then whoever uh, lasts the longest without like tapping out won the prize. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called. The the one guy was on Rogan that won the one time. Oh, was he? He was a long time. I remember watching some of it, and he had he'd been a guy that like 
you know left home when he was really early really young like 16 or something and just like he'd be the one that's like trained surface uh surfs like across country and like totally alone he's okay with it and like very few people are built like that but so with him he's like he went in the competition he thought it was easy (laughs) like what but it was like no like they don't tell you if you're like winning they just tell you if you won oh it's it's a pure mental like that. game because it's like you, but you go out there and you, they, he said you, you know you got to like choose a few different items to take with you mm-hmm. and then there's like a lighter or a knife or a rope or whatever okay um and then they just put you a note middle of nowhere and you have to survive just for as long as you can and the person who do you stayed, know where you're going no it's just dropped off in the middle i don't know where they did it probably fucking yukon or something crazy just in the middle of nowhere oh my gosh that kind of or alaska or something and just like yeah whoever i would never do standing. alaska so is it a lot alaska of people, would be the worst yeah exactly because like because so many mosquitoes and the cold i think the cold, the cold. makes survival hard right so do alaska in the spring summertime won't be as bad yeah maybe yeah maybe i but like everyone in that show when they interview him before they're always like yeah i really like camping and i really like being <laughs> I'm a alone. survivalist yeah i'm a survivalist and then like they do it and then it's like they're like three days in and they're like oh my god i miss other faces of other <laughs> humans i haven't talked to anyone and i'm starving and everything it's like dude it's been like three days yeah you need to chill right so i feel like a lot of people think they could be alone and then couldn't but then you see like Remember you'd ever see those things on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and it was like, would would you um would you take like, you know, a million dollars, but you have to live in this house. Oh yeah. Like in the middle of nowhere and not talk to people for a year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could I could do that. <laughs> you think? Probably. If it was like um, I know this is me being a hypocrite of what I just said, but I think it was a survival situation. No, I couldn't do that because I don't know how the fuck you survive. <laughs> I don't know if I could catch a squirrel or rabbit and then skin it and cook it and make my own fire and find mm, fresh water enough. and air. like I, I don't think I could do that. Right? The only thing I think I'd be maybe. good at is maybe building a shelter and sanding pink foam. And sanding pink foam. Um, I could probably do that, but like catching, cooking finding water like fucking fending off bears or whatever the hell i could fending off bears um boxing bears no i couldn't do that but if it was like if it was like here you're in this cool house you know oh you can't talk to like people or something like that here's a fucking playstation (laughs) and like you're in like a comfort of a house yeah, yeah and food and everything it's like yeah i'd probably gain like fucking 40 pounds and yeah and whatever but like yeah i would, I would do that That's i could fair. do that i really think i could do that yeah when you don't have when you take the actual survival aspect when out of take, it it becomes a lot yeah. easier right when it's like how long can you relax there's a lot of introverts and people are like yeah i don't like people i could be alone and be fine but those people, most of those people can't survive in like the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So that's without that true. though, I think a lot of people could do that. Whether that that's be healthy, yeah, maybe probably not. not. Probably not. Probably less. Because again, so. like we said, we're designed to be with people. Yeah. Not and alone. it goes back to 
there's a, a French philosopher, Blaise Pascal, and he has this quote that says, all of humanity's problems stem from a man's inability to sit quietly in a room with himself. Right. And it's like, that's it. That's the perfect. Because mm. as soon as you sit in a room alone, just by yourself, you start thinking and there's like, there's nothing to distract you and your brain starts going. And then it's like, oh, you just go off the deep end. And especially if you do that three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten days in a row. Yeah. You start like start doing what Jason would do and have conversations with yourself <laughs> while you're making breakfast. Oh, I would definitely do that. Like by the end of the week. Mm. It'd be one of those things that like, you know, you get dropped off. You're like, all right, we'll see you. Like we'll you know, we'll come check check up on you in like every two weeks or something. And like some person comes to like fly in a helicopter on your private little island and they come to check out and like the whole place is a mess there's junk food everywhere there's like <laughs> smells like garbage it's just like everything's just messy there's like move just netflix on repeat and there's like yeah like food all, everywhere in the kitchen there's like you know like a sticky note wall with the serial killer strings going everywhere and like yeah and then i just yeah. come out and i've got like a beard and i guess not long hair anymore and like just robes and i look like homeless and i'm like talking to myself and they're like dude it's been two weeks <laughs> and you're like, and you're like what what is 20 years two weeks time yeah, is just a construct yeah. i feel like it'd be tough it'd still be tough but it would de- it would definitely be hard i throw in a few friends easy different story very different, different story easy you and like your closest friends and you're on this like tropical island Ooh. and you, you have like you get a shipment of food every week and water and drinks and everything. You have internet. Or you've not internet. Pretty set. And actually I'd rather, no I'd rather no internet. No, you imagine personally. that like friends are only you get food and drinks and whatever um shipped to you every week. No phones either. No phones. You can have a camera. Um, so you can take photos. Yeah, no you have phones. like just a Fuck crate phones. of disposable cameras. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to do. And then like, you know, you just like you're on this little beach island with you and your mates, and you've just got mm. like beach volleyball set up and fucking badminton, ping pong outdoors, and a basketball court. It's like Ooh. that's what you just do for like a month. Easy. It sounds or like even the a best year. thing ever. It sounds easy, easy, easy. I'm here for that. Yeah, that's, that'd be fun. Yeah. That's Can we all like exciting. save up money and get like an Airbnb on an island somewhere and just all of us go out there for a month. I'd like to I'd like to take people to Australia. Not that I know much about the place, but I know more than yeah. most other people do simply just due to association. In terms right. of our friends compared to a local, I know pretty much Jack, but I would love to just like take people there and so like they can see the same things that I saw. Because right. that was really exciting. We can go to shortstop and get donuts. Right. Oh man. I like how that's the like best. Number one thing comes to mind. We go to Australia. We have to go to a shortstop and get donuts there. Oh, shortstop. You like the uh graphic design of it? It's like a nice navy colored cup. And the S is uh it's not Futura, but it's a Futura esque font. It's very similar. Um, it's very you know, bright. From a shortstop here, Jesus. We'll do what's a? Do we have a shortstop here. Yeah, it's like yellow and red and garbage. Like. Shortstop. Oh, 
Oh, no, that's the baseball position. Shortstop store? Just like oh, a it's a convenience store? store? Yeah. yeah oh, just like a 7-Eleven yeah. type thing. Let me shortstop donuts. Oz. www.shortstop.com If you want to visit the website, it's www.short-stop.com.au Um, they're cups, man. Oh, fantastic. They're donuts. Mm, Fantastic. It was a great example of like, I would take pictures of all these different things that I would find. Um, and it might be Futura actually, now that I look at it again. Um, but it, for me, I would like take pictures of the cups or the branding inside of the store. Right. that I would see as like graphic design inspiration and like scrolling through my uh, my camera roll from when I was there. It's just all of these like random pictures of random little things and signs and stuff. I got a frog in my throat. <clears> throat> Sounds like I'm dying. Um, too many cigarettes. And I would just take pictures. Yeah, too many cigarettes. It's unfortunate. It's a vice, but I yeah. love it. Um but I would just like take pictures of all this little graphic design inspiration mm-hmm. stuff everywhere. Obviously with the intent to use it, but I think that's also, um, even if it is never used, it's noticing it. And it's like the act of yep. noticing it that's important. Because it's like training your eye to see good design in a way. Yeah, and just like keep your mind active of like thinking about design stuff, right? Exactly. I like the, I like the idea, it's the same thing that every time I save stuff my instagram save folder uh my appreciation list on behance um if i just save images from twitter or from google onto my phone Mm -hmm. or if i or if i put it in my notes or whatever or just take random pictures stuff i like the idea that all this stuff is going to a collective mood board Mm. slash inspiration board to describe me and my interests and it's all going to something that will help me in the future for some project yeah because it's like now it's like if i need ideas or something i can go to like the little reference library built on my laptop of images or i can go to my instagram saved Mm -hmm. or behance or my pictures on my phone and be like oh like and get inspiration from so many different things. I like the idea of like saving it and be like, oh, that's going to something. I don't really need to know how to use it now, but mm-hmm. it's it's hoarding, I guess. It's yeah. inspiration hoarding. I don't know. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. I don't think so. It's like just having a reference library whenever you need it. And knowing where to go as well. Yeah. Like for me, that's can be one of the harder things or one of the more time intensive things starting a project or even like take inktober related stuff as an example i'm doing trying to do it in the mornings so that i'm not doing it at the end of the day and i feel like i'm rushing it and i'm using it to like kick start the day but i'll always leave my phone and my laptop even the work laptop always that always stays upstairs or it's just completely turned off the laptop and I'm not, I'm intentionally not going through and looking for like a reference image to then sketch something off of. Cause I'd rather have that be uninterrupted time where it's purely coming out of my brain. 
and I think it's working. Mm-hmm. I've only done like a handful of pages of it, but even like tomorrow I'd, I'd like to do some uh, underlays or some overlays of existing automotive interior sketches so that I can build like a foundation of form mm. that I can then iterate upon and do and develop that way. Um, but I'm also, I'm using a physical reference. I'm not going off something on, on, on a screen, right? you know, cause like screens are just lame. They're cool, but they're lame. Yeah. It, and it's like, we've learned, it's very different going off something and printed out, even if it's the mm. exact same thing as what's on the screen, but printed, it's much different. And you know, when yeah. you're actually using it, it's very different for sure. Oh, completely. And like, there's to the point that I feel more productive sketching without technology because I can't go and search something. I can't go and say, Oh, what does this thing look like? Or I need to know, like, or I need to have an idea of how these surfaces could work. Cause I don't know how they're working myself. How would I render that? How would I showcase that? Where would the shadow go? Cause that's, that, that's like one of my weaknesses I think is understanding light and shadow on a complex form. I'll kind of just put it in wherever. And then when it feels right, it, I'll just leave it. That came out very, but yeah. you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Trying to, yeah. But there's there, like there is proper ways to go about it and to actually do it. Yeah. Um, and it takes practice, obviously. That's a whole other thing is continual practice. So I'll get there one day. Like one the day. uh it's in one of my old sketchbooks or older sketchbook that I finished in March or May or something like that. Um but it's one I did like kind of a top view of a car ish form and I had rendered it in chart pack marker and then used pastels to make it look really glossy. Mm. That was more successful than other attempts because I spent a lot more time at it thinking about where is the light coming from? Where is this going to be hitting? Blah, 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 blah. And that ended up working out quite nicely. And I like to do that on a large scale, like a pinstripe Chris type scale with a big, big old pad of paper and one day. That's why I would say, like, one just day. print off one or print off, like, going in on his Instagram or something or his YouTube, screenshot and print it mm. and just print it oh, really yeah. big and then copy it mm. and copy where he where he puts the highlights and shadows. That's true. And then once you copy it once and you actually do it, then you can kind of like reverse engineer it from there. Yeah, because I've always found it hard to like, I think we had a discussion about it on here where the top arch, like the top of the wheel arch on a car, Mm -hmm. even though it's pointing upwards, technically you would think it would be reflecting the most light because it's a spherical shape, but it's typically dark. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on... um depending on the car as well car and the light source light direction and the light source because i think the reason why you see a lot is most people use the same light source which is top left yeah and like behind the vehicle so that front facing fender 
that's closest to the viewer is like not directly in the light right right yeah and then like on most cars it's only maybe really small it's only the cars that have like more like wider arches like performance vehicle where you notice it because it sticks out so much that it's reflecting surface of the car on itself Mm. so it's dark and it gives you this really like more of a wider look but yeah it is kind of strange because it looks kind of wrong like i did that um for the first time i remember on one of the redesign when i uh for bruce when i did the mazda cosmo redesign i remember that and i was looking at references because we had to mark a render it and i was like i really want to do this and then i started watching videos and i asked like bruce about it and he was like he kind of told me a bit about it and then he was like when you're walking to school look at the cars and see yeah and then you start seeing it when you're looking for it and then when you do it on the page it's like i mean not to say i did it super successful but it it looks like if you look at it from a point of view of like how you would you know set up a render like a color by number or paint by number yeah i'm gonna sneeze bless you <laughs> oh, i didn't stop Thank that you. time it's too late that's okay um, yeah it's too late it's too far gone when you look at it from that point of view it looks wrong you're like it shouldn't have anything here it should be a highlight yeah but yeah exactly but when you actually do it it looks right but it also looks kind mm. of wrong <laughs> but then you go and yeah. you look at a picture of an actual car where you see one in the sun in that in on, a, on on the right car in the specific light it does look like that so you're like oh well it does mm. look right but it theoretically it doesn't seem right yeah and that's the that's the challenge where when you're when you're in the moment in the act of doing it you want you you see that like you see yourself doing that thing and you say you say to yourself or it's an internal dialogue for those that have an internal dialogue you're like whatever this is doing it looks wrong and i should not be doing that i need to go and correct it i need to fix it which is problematic because in you trying to fix it makes it look less realistic yeah. and you overcompensate for that in other areas trying to make it look realistic when all you had to do is just it's like fighting your it's fighting the urge to correct yourself yeah which is very hard and like i do that with renders for work all the time where since most like 99 percent of the stuff that we make is all made of wood so it's not exactly a glossy reflective right. plastic material but me wanting to be a good visual communicator and wanting to create something that is not just a communicative sketch but is also something that will entice the client kind of like a movie poster how the movie posters always look way cooler than the movie ever actually really is (laughs) all in in one shot so i'm trying to do that for these these sculptures and stuff but in doing so I always end up over baking it and it always comes out because it's like adding visual complexity to create the illusion of detail in a simple way, but still kind of like trying to massage the render in the drawing and mm. like trying to just beat up Photoshop so that it complies with you. But then it starts to make it look like this thing is made of plastic because there's these shiny bits and then there's these harsh shadows and which you're not going to get on wood. It's, 
kind of just it's kind of it's three tones and there's very little blend between them it's like a c2 a c5 and a c7 and that's kind of it but your mind wants to go all the way from a c00 to a to a 110 yeah and just do every single thing along the spectrum and put in white paint marker just for the good just for the good vibes yeah and that's hard. Yeah, it looks for some wrong. Reason. It's yeah, it's it's easy to overdo it, I guess, especially with cars. Yeah. What do you what 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 would you call that? Like that whole concept of stopping yourself from trying to overcorrect yourself. Is it like stop overcorrecting? I just say inexperience Mm. because like that's why i love inexperience leads to overcorrecting i think so because you don't know yet when to stop but when you develop an eye after years and lots of practice you know when to stop and you're confident with stopping whereas like we'll be like should i stop and then you go to stop and you look at and you're like should i should there be i'm gonna go back and do more i feel like i don't want to make people look like i'm missing something i want to put something there it's like you want to fill up the white space right until you're so confident and you've got the experience that you know you can leave that white space and it's it's Mm. doing its job right because like that's why i love especially with cars like rough quick sketches and quick rendering like saying what say because like Mm. to me it's like it's ultimate goal of design right where it's like if you can if you can communicate the idea and the form and make it attractive in an hour total for a sketch and a render instead of spending it like two days doing like a whole airbrush yeah. thing it's like well you did it in a quicker time and you've achieved, achieved the same goal to me that seems just like a better option more better design yeah i like, agree because more efficient rather than becoming an artist or an illustrator it's like yeah and i just love the idea of like well with quick render it's like oh i'm gonna leave white space and that's the highlight and it's really strong mm. and you stand back and it's like it does look glossy it does look good but you're like it's white i should be coloring in the white you know it's scary to I leave need, the white need to fade it in just a little bit or like the east a little the bit thing i always have trouble with is like you know saying mistake would be like okay red the whole car is red and then right under the the crease line like really sharp form like three tones darker and just go and that's the shadow and you're like but i should like and then you look at the like a wine red next to like a cherry red and there's no blend and you're like and your mind's telling you all those years of being art class and it it looks wrong it needs to be blended but if you blend it it looks like a pillow car and it looks all foam and bubbly and cloud-like and it's it's not right it looks ugly then and Mm. then but it's it's hard when you when you do that because you're trying to like recorrect your brain, right? Your brain's like, you should blend that. It looks people are gonna yeah. think it's bad, and then you're looking at it and you're like, no, but like that's how this guy's doing it, and it looks right. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it just comes with time, right? It's like having two devils on your shoulder, and they're both telling you the same to go to the same place, but to take different roads to get there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and that's why I talked before why I love when. Catherine Stevens Chrome. I just love the black lines 
Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes Vegas, like the desert chrome, Vegas chrome, whatever, is like maybe the it's better cool. option. But like if you don't want to spend the time and you can kind of achieve the same goal and goal, I mean, communicate that it's chrome mm-hmm. just by doing some black lines. I'm like, well, that kind of, to me, most time, I'm going to lean towards that idea. Yeah. Because it's quicker and you get the same goal kind of thing, right? I think it makes sense. But it is tough. Because you're it is like, very ah, tough. I want to color the white. And then you're like, no, I no, no, I need no, to no. Fill. You have to leave the white. That's the point. And you got to become comfortable with the white space. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's kind of that's kind of profound. Comfortable. With the I mean, space. look at me saying that my own words are profound. Who am I? Yeah. Very conceited. But um, but if you think that was profound, and if you also want to make make the white space in your life matter, send us an email to hi at bigdesigncompany.com. Or visit our website, www.bigdesigncompany.com. If you got a question for the pod, send us an email to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. Zach will write back to you in 35 seconds or less. Because mm. that's what he does. Email connoisseur, Wax Atson. Works at NASA. Yeah. Wears a NASA t-shirt. I fucking wish. That'd be a big vibe. That'd be a big vibe. Industrial design manager at NASA. Oof. That'd be cool. Big job title. I like that. Big job title. But uh, good old wacky zacky. Yes, sir. What is our uh, good old Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process.